Uduwasha city, where the sun is a mirror and the moon a shadow. 800 years ago, the gates of death were broken by the Emperor Immortal. The five key bearers, however, had already unlocked them and walked right through. It is in Uduwasha city they dwell. Now, the ghost field breathes next to our reality, lit by the eternal flame of the well of Udu. It is a second skin, a place where thought and will struggle against gravity and light. In other places, the dead congregate in the ghost field, but in Uduwasha, the well city, the hell city, they fall straight into the flames. See its glittering districts, Chitichpur, where the rich plot to buy the horizon, Bundavest, where the refugees of two different nations flock, and Pasarhandu, the vertical maze of market and murder. And here is Udepat, where the ceaseless temple resides. Its inhabitants, a family, a snake, and a god. The temple has stood since before the gods of this world were forgotten. Watch as it turns the wheels of revolution. Welcome to Desperate Retune, an actual play podcast about people who take risks so they can survive against the odds. Hi everyone, it's Zohab with a recap of the previous episode. Last episode, we saw the Chakraborty family pick up the pieces from their encounter in Kingfisher Grotto. While Miraz recovers from his injuries, the newly freed Freya reconnects with people from her past life and unsuccessfully attempts to help her new family at the Ceaseless Temple. Her attempts to reduce the heat on the crew sees the family further indebted to the lawyer Hardil. Meanwhile, the Chakraborty family wish to regain favor with their god after the god's avatar, the snake, has shunned them. Abbas discovers that the snake is merely a facet of the god, and perhaps the crew does not need the snake's favor. While making this breakthrough, Abbas and Joan get into an argument with the devotees of the snake, Padapriya and Padamukhi, who are turning quite snake-like themselves. Hmm. And while the snake is no longer important in the temple and the cult, there's still an important meeting to be had, one that the snake had arranged for them. A committee must be assembled to decide the future of the temple. And so, we reconvene. I have an idea for what my Eruvian cookery clock will do now. Excellent. Yes, I have seen this idea. Okay. Uh, it is it is psychic damage. Uh-huh. Yes, but uh, we would benefit from having someone with like a healing ability. So I think it it is genuinely useful. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. It's it's good. Just you know. Best way uh-huh. to weaponize that aspect of Vickers because making it useful means that you can I can never say but why I know why. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes. Look, there there are lots of traditional medicinal systems across the world that use some unorthodox food combinations. It's a thing. Uh, all right. Now that we are all here, here we are. Mm-hmm. This song is just stuck in my head. It's awful. Like, I just needed to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you should imagine it much worse. I mean, yeah, well, hmm. Okay, so, pity meeting, finally. Yes, which we are doing as a score, is it? Yes. So, before we 
kind of get into it. What is your goal for this? What, what do you? What is the best possible outcome? What is an accept acceptable outcome? What kinds of like like what is your like um your expectation? I will say that if Miraz were here, this would be a very different. Uh, he he would have certain expectations and uh, plans for this meeting, and I think it's very funny that he will not be here, and instead Freya will be here. And Freya's and what Freya wants to do is make Abbas happy. Mm -hmm. Great, good. He's such a Fine. nice man. He's very humble. Uh -huh. Good. Uh, yeah, I do think that if we are running this as a score, we need to define very well like what success means and what obstacles there are because. Like, I I have trouble. I will I will admit I have trouble visualizing how this is a score because it's a committee meeting with some of our rivals, yes, but also largely with ourselves. So it's. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could not make it a score. We could make a free play. I just thought it could be a score in the sense that it's high stakes. Absolutely, there there are stakes there, but like, does it make sense? I think could I, I don't other. Could other things happen, like as part of the score, like not just us just sitting down at a table, like? Exactly. Yeah, I think that's the question yeah. because there might be stakes to the conversation, but it feels weird to have a whole score that is just us sitting at the table, having a conversation. So who is who is attending? Yeah, I was just gonna say that's 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 a great question. So, um, people who are attending are uh, Begum Boshundara, uh, Sheikh Abdullah, um. Adzana and Rakis um, just happens to be there that for her sins. Um, I think I think Nabila is again happens to be there, but I don't think she's going to come to the committee. Um, uh, Hardil Subramanian and by proxy Munna, but I don't think Munna's going to come to this. I think Hardil's going to come to this and. I think. I think the stakes here are fairly clear, right? Um, it seems like with all these people, there's a very, very strong chance that we might get muscled out of our own temple. I think that the way that I'm one way to visualize this is to kind of like make a clock that basically says something like you lose your chance to figure out what's going on in the committee or like direct it. And it will come down to like whoever can like play the other other interests um, as, as well as they can. And I have no problem telling you that Hardil is definitely the most adept of this group of people. So, what to happen? Like, if this meeting were to happen and you were passive, and Hardil would just gain control of the meeting, in control of the committee, done, right? Uh, and he would make whatever compromises he would need to, and so on. Again, I like again. I get that, and I do think there are stakes here. But I just think a conversation is not score worthy. So if this score is only a conversation, I vote we don't treat it as a score and just treat it as free play. We should probably cut all of this meta discussion from the actual podcast later, by the way. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, mean, I, I do like my my opinion is if it's just a conversation, I think we should frame it as free play, even if the conversation has high stakes, because it just feels like a score has to have more components than just a conversation. But it's possible that there are more com components we could introduce, right? Yes. Like, I was thinking that if if this is supposed to be the meeting at which we, you know, officially decide what's going to happen to the temple, right? And then, like, some of the elements could be just ensuring that certain people can't turn up. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's valid. 
Yeah, like and maybe introducing some shape. elements like yeah, or like the another idea I had was like if I knew why Big Umbashinara wanted the temple, like there must be something of value here, right? Like then maybe a little bit of uh, self sabotage to make the place less valuable. My like mm-hmm. would also like at least like a bus would consider it like you know like if if I can't have my temple, no one can. <laughs> so I'd like this idea. Um, so how about this? And this is me entirely out of character, right? Because Freya has nothing to do with any of this. We have been told to have the meeting. Yeah. That is our divine edict to have the meeting. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if we schedule the meeting, if we have the meeting room, if we put out the if we put out the kettle for the tea and all of that, if we have the meeting. Then we have per we have and we're there. We're all there, right? Yep. Then we have fulfilled our end of the bargain, and we have essentially fulfilled their guess, right? It's not our fault that no one else managed to show up. <laughs> are you saying we rules lawyer our own deity? <laughs> yes. I think this only works if we let them know that the meeting is happening at a certain time, or at least attempt to, and then also. Do that in a way that we sabotage our own communication to them, or their ability to be there. Yeah, we well, have to make yeah, sure. We have to be all... sure that they it, that them not showing up is their fault on some level. Like I on mean, some level, that manages to yeah, that manages to pass uh, the you know the fine print mm-hmm. of of the divine contract. Yes. So I think this is a very funny way of approaching it, but I, I it is undeniably very weird. Um but sure. It is possible for us to have this meeting in in such a way. Does it make sense for our characters to try to do this though? Does it make sense for our characters to like sabotage people from showing up? Maybe it makes sense for Abbas. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it it, it can make sense that he comes up with such a plan to like leave out undesirable elements from this meeting yep. sure also on if it just makes more sense to just have the meeting and as a free play thing and just kind of see where it goes that's also fine we don't have to like twist things to make it fit into a certain structure yeah i think basically what i'm asking here is for us to make a decision like either we commit to making this a bigger deal or we just play a scene yeah i think really i want to leave the thing up to adiat mostly i it seems and john because they seem to be the ones who have the most stake in this meeting now that Miraz isn't here in character. Mm-hmm. So, what would Abbas and Joan want to do? I think, I think Joan is absolutely on board with the snake's idea of let's change the temple for the better. But I, I don't think she, and so I think she might be against uh, corrupting the spirit of the multi a little bit. <clears throat> But at the same time, she would also not be against making sure that um, nobody else except for the people in the temple can muscle in on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not like Abbas was completely opposed to the idea of changing the temple, right? It's just that mm-hmm. he wants to change it under his circumstances. He's like, fine, fine, we can put up some cur- curtains. That's all good. If I remember Abbas's opinion on this correctly, right? He was, it was not that he was opposed to changing anything about the temple, it's that he wanted to control the process. I think the main, like Abbas's main uh, drive here is that he does not trust the 
you know, become a front and the, this uh, organization, right? Like, he thinks that if we try to have this committee in good faith, then we will lose because they will not have it in good faith. Like, there's a, he, he doesn't trust them, right? Like, now, uh, we haven't yet seen why that is, and I guess, like, he just, he just instinctively doesn't trust them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, I mean, the whole thing is a bit fishy, like, you know, the, the way it started, right? Like, oh, we need to inspect this temple and for development and such, right? Uh, actually, I forget, like, what, what was the original, um, like, what was the reason they showed up? Like, what, what did they say? They, they, had, they got permission to redevelop the land? Yeah, so basically, um, they got permission to audit the temple to see whether it was quote-unquote up to code, with the implication being they would find it wasn't up to code and change the entire thing. Right. Um, yeah, well, yeah, there you go. So, yeah, and yeah, so I think Abbas is not in favor of having this in good faith. Like, he will try to sabotage this in some way, like... That could be to either just ensure that, like, Begum, like, Mushrunhara, like, can't come to the meeting, or, uh, like, figure out what her plans are, and then make it so that th- those can't be implemented, like, oh, they're like, so whatever it is, like, you know, maybe he'll flood the basement of the temple, so they're like, oh, oops, uh, looks like you can't, uh, work can't go ahead here now. <laughs> I feel like the most, it sounds like, it could, if it were a score, it sounds like it would be one of those um, heist movies where at a half of the team is having a meeting and they're like basically not only stoning for time, but actually trying to have a, a dangerous conversation while uh, half of the committee has excused themselves to go do heist stuff. Or rather flooding the basement sabotage stuff at the same time. The other thing, okay, so another way of doing it, maybe, like, another plan would be to have something happen, like, saving emotional emotion shows up, right? Like, maybe we can have something happen that requires her to be elsewhere, right? So instead of sabotaging us, we, like, we cause a complication for her somewhere else, right? And On then... The airship! Has... <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. And then, like, oh, if she has to urgently leave the meeting, and we're like, oh, well, I guess that that concludes proceedings. And, you know, we've had the meeting, and... Um, or, you know, like, I, I, I mean, the ideal situation would be, like, we take a vote on what to do, and she's, she's not there to vote, right? And then the, and we vote in our own favor. And we say that, yep, it all happened officially, and, you know, there you go. Are yeah. we doing? It almost sounds like we we are doing an airship score followed by a free play committee scene. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like it could go in that direction, which and I'm fine with. Extremely elaborate setup action. Yes, that is a, a whole score into itself. I am generally in favor of of doing like some sort of sabotage, just because it sounds more exciting, but. But yeah, it's again like it's a little bit Abbas taking the initiative on this one. And I think if Abbas is like uh, hold the meeting, keep one of the people from showing up, 
then that's fine. We'll still have to contend with Hardil, so I think there'll still be stakes in the free play scene. Yeah. But you know, if he is if he is the only rogue element, then he can't vote down everyone. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, so I suppose we'd know ahead of time what the format of this meeting is, right? Like, or who who are the people who have a vote? Like, does the temple collectively just get one vote? Or so I have thought about none then... of this really. Um, <laughs> And okay. the voting stuff is something that, like, we can just introduce as something that happens, but, like, procedurally, what the committee, like, how it works has not like, really been established because the committee's never met. Right. You could declare stuff. Because, you know. so, uh, like, I'm saying vote, but, but that's just an assumption, right? Like, there might not even be a vote. It might just be that we okay. have to... Because it could be about... more of a... Hey, sorry, go ahead. Uh, how about this twist? How about it's the committee thing is like a ritual, like they do when they select the Pope. Like everyone has to go into some sort of meditative <laughs> trance or something. So it, it's like, yeah. it, it, sure, it is a committee meeting, but it's also like a religious or spiritual experience. Yeah, mm. yeah. excellent. I could put more of an exciting twist on it too, where <laughs> you're like, you know, one of us will have a, a vision that the others will then have to like ratify. <laughs> so each of you <sighs> is going to have yeah. a vision. That they are gonna, that you're gonna claim is divine, and whichever yeah. one is most divine wins. Yeah, I mean, I would like uh, to show you guys something that I can do. Okay. Uh huh. There are for real ecumenical situations that work like this, and yes. Ooh. Oh, and friends. Absolutely. Just... Excellent. So okay, maybe we're on it's to something just here. Just that the past didn't want the others to show up, so he scheduled the meeting to be in the ghost field. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think there's something to be said. I think there's something cool to be said here for having this committee meeting be, like, occult and dangerous. Like, it's not just a committee meeting, it's a religious ceremony that we can then screw around with and get And get you have ghost echoes, so you can yeah. actually interact with the ghost field. Oh, perfect! Yes, okay. Yes. Now, that, that's how we're doing the committee meeting, obviously. We're having this meeting in the ghost field so that we can accurately interpret the will of our god through mystic spiritual bullshit. We're having a dreamscape score, everyone. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. Everyone yeah! shows up. They're invited to join hands and uh, uh -huh. in the sanct Sanctum Sanctorum. And we shall astral project. Yeah. Yes. Big wink. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think it's I, I like the idea of this being in the ghost field because it does also mm -hmm. like we are still a weird cult. We're not like, you know, an everyday housing association. So yeah. it does make a ton of sense that our committee meetings are not just like a boring vote on something, but actually has like spiritual power behind it. Yeah. yeah. It's very spiritual and very eldritch, and at the same time we are going to be talking about exactly those things that a housing association will talk about. Yes. <laughs> eldritch yes, exactly. housing association, guys. It's fine. It's very normal. Yes. Uh -huh. I mean, essentially, like uh, when you strip away, so well, like this is essentially a Zoom call via, like, yeah, the ghost field. Um, yeah, uh -huh. via the ghost field. Yes, without the snake avatar now. So now we're communicating yeah. directly with some sort of eldritch burning wheel from before time, yes. and, and asking it what kind of renovation it wants to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, great. I mean, Excellent. I'm glad we have settled on this. Yeah, very good. Yes, That's... good. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, 
that's the score then. Okay, um, so it's an arcade score. Invite everyone to the ghost field and. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's yeah. an arcade yeah. score. Yeah, that's... I think so. I think now now I'm on board with this being a score and being interesting. Yeah. yeah. Also, we now know why the ghost is going to turn up in the middle of your score. It's because it's in the ghost field. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And because we have ghost echoes, we can do this. Yeah, so yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do think that we should. Um, considering our god is like a time god. Uh huh. Does this mean that our committee meeting will in fact take place like in the past? <laughs> I mean, the ghost field is echoes of the past, right? So maybe we are in fact going to be meeting in some like different version of the temple. Mm. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm just spitting ideas now. But maybe in fact this committee meeting is in the future of the temple, say, and we have to yeah, like shape. We shape it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is so, all gold. I'm not going to cut any of this discussion out. Okay, good. Yes, committee yeah. meeting out of time. That's what's going on. We're having a committee meeting mm -hmm. in the future as we shape the future actively. Mm -hmm. As you do. Incredible. Okay. okay. All right. Good. Excellent. Okay. All right. I am happy with this time traveling occult score housing association meeting. Incredible. Okay, so let's do the score procedure and then we can do our asking about gather info and stuff as we go along. So this is an arcane score. So the detail is the detail is that we invite everyone to the ghost field, yeah. <laughs> and then we try to manipulate the shape of whatever happens in there to our to our advantage. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. it's a pretty straightforward version of the augury operation. Do what you must to attract the gods' attention and counsel. Incredible. Mm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're doing an augury type score, and the detail is a committee meeting in the ghost yes. field. Okay. I'm going to ask you in a second how you get, because how your ghost echoes works, but we will get to that. Okay, engagement roll. You start with one die for sheer luck. Is this operation particularly bold or daring? You've made a committee meeting bold and yeah. daring, guys. That's incredible. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes, we have. Uh, is this operation overly complex or contingent on many factors? Yeah, yeah yes, there's so many is. factors. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Which we don't even know yeah, about. Which you don't even know yeah, about. So. Yep. Oh. Does the plan's detail expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they are weakest? I think yes, because Maybe, the target yeah, now is yeah. the other committee members, and I feel like they would be caught on the back foot being in the ghost yeah. field. Yeah. I completely agree. Is the target strongest against the approach, or do they have particular defenses or special preparations? Not against a committee meeting in the ghost field. Um, no. Can any of your friends Have we told contacts... them that this is where... I assume that we haven't told the other uh, committee members that... The, they they would just have to the... assume it. We're a holy temple. You know, yeah, we, 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 we lead them on into the yeah. sanctum, and we're like, uh -huh. yeah, um, hold hands, everyone. We're going to the ghost field. And mm -hmm. just before they, they can even say, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you're asking if any friends or contacts are aiding okay. in this. Does anyone ha else have one? I could propose one otherwise. Does it make sense for us to invite someone? I, I want to push back against this, though, because it's our temple. I don't think it makes sense that we can bring in outside help for this. Fair enough. Actually, like, who then would, no. you know, who would have better occult expertise on our temple than us? I, there's no one that mm, makes, makes sense. sense. So, all right, then we can leave it up. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are there any enemies or rivals interfering? Well, they are our yeah. rivals, right? I mean, so yeah. 
as two factions kind of here, right? Like because like the hive is not actively interfering. Sorry, the hive is not actively the target. But it is involved. Mm-hmm. The hive will be interfering through Begum and probably I forgot to mention this earlier, but it's possible that like Elizabeth or uh, V Byhard or maybe just some goons will accompany the sure. Begum. So then we're down to one die again. Uh, mm-hmm. And are there any other elements you want to consider? Well, there is going to be a rogue ghost waiting to pounce on you. Yeah, and we have our glory incarnate ability that gives us a die also. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that balances out as well. Uh huh. So we're still on one. Still on one. And I actually think in this case, the difference in tier does not matter because the way that you are going about the score. The fact that they are higher tier than you and would normally give them, what, more capability to do things is nullified. What the hell are they going to do about a committee meeting in the ghost field? Yep. We are also on our turf for this. You are on your turf. I want to do something that might give us an extra dice Uh as well. Okay. I'm going to be the one who gets entrusted with the uh, the job of like uh, going around to everyone and telling them, hey, the meeting's going to happen. You know, instead of like one of those messenger uh-huh. kids, uh, you send Freya. And Freya's going to go over there. And she's going to tell them, yeah, we're going to have a, they're going to have a meeting. And I think it's going to be, they said something about some sort of special activity, like something that they're really like good at. I, I don't really know the details. And I think the way she's going to say it, is she's going to strongly imply that it's going to be a roof ball match. <laughs> So they're going to come prepared for like playing. They're like, ah, fine, I guess we'll play roof ball or something. Or I don't really want to play. So they're going to be convinced it's a roof ball match and take no and be absolutely unprepared for what the actual nature of this will be. Excellent. Good. Yeah. Yes. You can do this. Very good. Um, is, is it an action rule? Yeah, I was just thinking about this. I think that this sounds like the kind of thing that's like a flashback. I mean, not. I mean, we're not flashing back, but. It's the kind of thing that you could introduce as a flashback. So I think that, like, I mean, lying to lying to everyone except Hardil is one stress, and then lying to Hardil is one stress. Two stress. So I think this is like a two stress flashback, but it can happen. Is reasonably like it's reasonably convincing that like you all like just solve things using roofball, and it's not interesting if you fail. Right? So I think like treating it as a, as a kind of flashback to give yourself that die makes sense. I don't right. mind it. Okay, so that's two dice. Yeah, so extra yeah. dice. And because this is on your turf, the way that hunting grounds work is that you get an extra downtime action, acquire an asset for this score. Uh, so if that comes up, just try and remember, because I will definitely yeah. forget. We can flash back to having one more asset. Yes, exactly. In fact, let's write this down. Oh, yes, hmm. we can write it down. Okay, uh, shall I roll this? Everyone okay with me rolling? Mm-hmm. Okay. Two dice. Let's go. Six and a six. Jesus. Perfect. It was meant to be. Uh-huh. I mean... Okay. This is, I think, the first time ever I have created an engagement role. Oh, my God. Like... Okay, now is the time that you tell me. How does your Ghost Echoes ability work? Oh, mm-hmm. I, I want to I go with this idea that it's... You know, the ghost field is weird in Uduasha and just generally represents the world being strange. Mm-hmm. And considering our god's nature, I think that our version of the ghost field is just like, it's not that we access ghostly echoes. It's like that we sort of time travel. Like, we can't actually alter the past or the future necessarily, oh. but we can sort of step into into 
you know, past versions or future versions of the city. Right. Um, and is it like a ritual? That, that, is why, that is why we can encounter ghosts. Sorry? No, no, you, you go on and then I laugh. Yeah, that is why we can encounter quote-unquote ghosts in the ghost field, even though Uduasha doesn't have them, because they're not ghosts. They're just like, yes. you know, people out of time. Absolutely. Um, is this like a ritual, or like, are you imbued with this power as devotees? Like, like, what is the specific mechanism by which you get this? I think it, it comes down to... Abbas having channeled the power of the Udu inside another mm. god's temple. I think that has all left us a little bit loosey-goosey in terms of the way our souls sit inside our bodies. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and I like the idea that uh, that Abbas has now got some sort of key to this other uh, other realm. Mm -hmm. I literally have the ghost key item. Ah, cool. The reason that I ask is, yeah. how are you bringing them in with you? Yeah, I, I think, I think like, what makes sense is we transport the entire room. Like, they will get into a room and then we will just move the room. Okay. Yeah, I have the ghost key as well, so I can just take them as well. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. I think, so the way that uh, a critical success works um, when you roll an engagement is that, in fact, not only are you in a good result, you've already overcome the first obstacle. And in this case, what uh, it seems to me is that the first obstacle would be like, Getting everyone safely to the other side. And yeah. it seems like what you've done is you've managed it. No problem. Right? So you see like your uh, guests enter. I think that like uh, Hadil arrives last, but that's probably because he's got people watching everyone else. He's only going to arrive when someone comes up to him and says, oh, they've all arrived, so you, so you can turn up. Um, you you did invite him, right? Like you knew that like he was going to represent you as like a pro bono lawyer thing. So he when he arrives. It's not necessarily a surprise to you. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, I'm not sure what a pro bono lawyer. If we were always going to bring them into the coast field, I'm not sure what a lawyer would do here. But you know, he's here. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's yeah. here to argue that this is a legitimate place to have <laughs> the meeting. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so what you're saying is we have him here so that he could go. There's no law that says you yes, can make meetings yes. in the ghost field. Uh, uh, great. Uh -huh. um, so does that mean you've told uh -huh. him? Or maybe he just sussed it out. One way, or, or maybe he's just that good. He can turn up and do this yeah. even without knowing uh, beforehand. Yeah, no, I don't think uh, we forewarned him. I think he'll just no. be like somewhat unfazed yeah, by this. Um, so Haddel turns up. And as you say, uh, I think so. Both the the Begum, uh, the Sheikh, and Nabila and Rakis all arrive with people who can play roofball as their like compatriots. Farzana and Rakis, not Nabila. Sorry? Oh, sorry, Farzana. Farzana no, and Rakis, right? you are correct. That, that was the mum's thing. So they all come with people who can play roofball, and I think like the way that the message kind of got like across to them was. Obviously, you're not going to bring an entire team, but we're going to do something. We're going to, all of us will be on one team. It's going to be an exhibition match. Like, nobody's clear. And none of these people talk to each other. The Begum and the Sheikh would never talk to each other. Fazana's too cool to, like, correspond with these people. Right? So, due to this, um, Fazana comes with her daughter, because her daughter is majorly into roofball. And who else, you know, would be appropriate here? Sheikh comes with 
people we've, we have actually seen on screen before. They weren't named then, and I don't know if I'm going to name them now. Uh, but they were his two bouncer-type people um, who came to his previous Roofball party. I think the Begum has come with two of her people from her committee. And part of your critical success is that um, Hive didn't manage to get anyone in. I think normally the Hive would have sent Rupi and Baga. Rupi and Baga have squirreled out of this assignment. So instead, they, like, you know, she just brought her friends. Adil does not come with anyone else. Mm. Uh, he comes on his own. He's got his briefcase. He's got his uh, you know, spectacles, his watch, whatever. He's like completely at ease. And you stand up. And now you tell me what happens. How do you how do you transport them? So first things first, I want to clarify because it's funny. I think they show up all ready for roof ball with like their <laughs> uniforms and their leather armor and their you know like various tools mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I think Vickers is going to greet them at the door because Vickers doesn't know any of this like occult bullshit or any of the committee stuff. So she's just the hostess. But I think it's extremely funny that this is the first time we see Vickers not geared for combat and just dressed as a priestess. So like, they show up with all the roof ball shit. And then we see Vickers in a sari, looking just yes. completely in the priestess role. Yes. <laughs> and not at all like her usual eccentric, like heavily armed dress. I think this is the first time I'm going to be in a light load and literally just be the priestess. Excellent. Very good. Which uh, probably will take them a little by surprise. I think it takes them by surprise also because Padmapriya and Padmamukhi have helped you with the sari and it looks very good. Yes. So Vickers will just greet them at the door and be like, please come this way. The meeting will be held as this is a matter of grave importance in the Sanctum Sanctorum. And then she will, like, having been tutored by Padmapri and Padmamukhi, actually, like, properly lead the procession with whatever prayer she has been able to memorize. Very good. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, like, weirdly ritualistic. Like, way more than they expected. Especially from Vickers. Excellent. Are the rest of you in the Sanctum Sanctorum already? I think the actual passage into the other version of Uduasha involves like I don't know Freya kind of sitting in the middle of the circle and there's probably like um let's say there's like um ribbons tied around one of her feet like her, her ankle and like the ribbons they are then tied to everyone else's ankles so and then she kind of like takes the ghost key in her hand and it kind of just looks like a regular just looks like a big heavy key and she kind of like a then twists it up in the air clockwise counterclockwise over and over and until like the room itself seems to when she spins it clockwise the room seems to seems to spin counterclockwise and so on until it just starts revolving 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 until it just stops in another place yeah and see that you have moved across both time and space which we know is time Maybe you haven't moved across time, across space, and this is just a time or a reality in which the falling star did not fall into the ground. The light that you brought in with you is all that is illuminating this place, and you're in a grand, much bigger version of the temple that you currently live in. The step well that is in the Sanctum Sanctorum 
which we know descends into inky black darkness. And this place seems to go on for much longer. And at the bottom of this well, instead of that darkness that you are used to, uh, there is a flame. And you realize that that flame is, in one way, the holy flame that um, Abbas kind of... So the flame is reminiscent of the flame that Abbas summoned. And uh, for some reason, maybe coincidence, maybe the god is looking out for you. Uh, the Sanctum Sanctorum now is kind of like made up for a committee meeting. So there is a, it's like a large circular table, um, chairs, ornate chairs uh, next to them, enough for all of you. And as you walk towards the chairs, beneath your feet, the ground kind of like, um, when, wherever you place your foot, uh, the ground lets out like a little light, as if uh, reacting to your unnatural presence here. And all of the committee members are incredibly like, what the fuck is going on? Nobody told us this would be happening. Apart from Hardil, who is, of course, amazing and like, you know, like, ah, seen it all before. I think he's still a bit unnerved, but you won't notice that unless you're really paying attention. Um, he, he also has iron yes, wheel. Indeed. You would have to, to work with Munna, I think. But Abdullah, Begum Boshundara, um, Azana, and Rakes are all like freaked out. Nabila is just like, she's going to be like, this is wicked. Oh my God. I didn't even know this could happen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think gonna be like, isn't it amazing? Isn't it great? And I think I'm going to take her hand and we're going to go. <laughs> <next time. laughs> Are you going towards the step well or away from the step well? I mean, towards the step well. Uh, Look at that shit. The step well is kind of hard to explore, being that it is on fire, isn't it? Like, well, just yes, but um, we also know that like it's a weird, arcane, mystical thing through which like the god can certainly travel in some fashion. Maybe Freya can do it. Maybe Maybe Nabila can do it. She has been blessed by the snake. So, you know. I have a, I have a question about something I do want to establish huh? before we move on, though. Which is, so Abbas is obviously going to be some sort of, like, chairman, I imagine, at this committee meeting. Like, he is the holy man. Probably. Is there, is there like, a what? special designated future spirit uh, version chair for him? Does he have a little throne? Yeah. Designated uh, for him. That's one question I have, but I also the, the other question I have is like, what is Joan's role? Does she have some sort of official role in this situation? So um, before that, uh, while I'm sure Abbas would be, uh, would would love to take control here, like, is he like has everyone else just decided that since uh, Miraz isn't around and uh, that Abbas is now just the de facto head of the temple. And you know, I tell you what, tell you uh -huh. what, tell you what, I have an idea. And you can, I'll tell you what's happening and you can then tell me how you react to that. At uh, this committee table that there is, uh, there's nameplates for everyone, mm. right? There's Begum Bushundar and so on. There's the, the big table at the very end, at the head, it just says Shrine mm. Builder. And then the name tag kind of like, kind of like a rattles and then sort of just disappears and the chair itself just disappears. And then there's, uh, but like right next to that, there's one that says the Hierophant 
and opposite that there's the one that says chariot and the hierophant chair just kind of like moves to the head of the table excellent there isn't uh, there is not one for vulture um who was the vulture again you said that uh abbas was the hierophant and vickers was the chariot the vickers is the vulture vickers oh, is the vulture okay. joan is right. the chariot i oh, think yeah. in in your tarot yeah mysticism that you established last session i think that in fact each of them when they sit down they have like their name and then underneath written in smaller letters uh their own like kind of tarot signifier they are not necessarily cool enough to have like face cards right? like that has something like seven of bones and abdullah has something like um another suit that could exist in Six of mirrors. I think Hadil, when he sits down, it says, Stad of paper. Uh, and when you look at his face and you look down at his nameplate for a second, where it says his name, Hadil Subramanian, it like wavers a little bit and then it solidifies back into his. He says, taking control as if this is very normal, he says, I'm here representing the temple of the eternal wheel, the Chakraborty on fire. Uh, and I call this committee meeting to order. Uh-huh. Uh, Emma, do you mind answering my question about Jones? Yes, like, well, I was sorry. waiting you, for it. How do you slot her into this? I think she is the custodian of sorts. That, that's her, like... She's a caretaker of these items of joy in some way. Or generally of like making sure stuff is in the right place, right? Right. So um, you are basically custodian makes it seem like you are kind of the, the person who's supposed to like take these orders. Eventually, right? You're the you're the executive branch, so to speak. You're the person who's supposed to do what is decided. And I think currently, and I've lost the word, she is the person who writes stuff down. So like the secretary. Yeah. It's also a word like scribe or something. Well, Notary? Could be. Stenographer. Yeah. yeah. Ah, yes. Stenographer. Lovely. Does Abbas accept his position as hierophant and head of the temple? Of course. It's the, it's the, it's the seat at the head of the table. Of course, I'll take it. Does he even look at that, look at hierophant and go, what the fuck's that about? Or he's just like, okay. Uh, I, th- I think he can tell. Like, I mean, we're we're in the ghost field. Like, even like even if he doesn't really understand, I think he can tell that that's meant for him, and he's more than happy to take the seat. Yeah, and um, right. I think I love how Abbas is like. It has a fancy title. That that must mean it's for me. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Abbas should be hitting the meeting, right? Then, like, yeah, um, yeah no, he sh- he should be. What, so, what I mean, Hadil is definitely kind of like. Somewhat overstepping. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Uh, so okay, I uh, stand up, stands up, and says, "All right, yes, thank you, Hardil, uh, for your words." Uh, so we are here uh, to discuss the re- the development of the temple grounds as um, was established on such and such date. You know, um, can we? I guess we'll take attendance. Like you know, we're all present i think when you when you say are we all present the, the big one will say 
Miras Chakraborty is not present. How can we have this meeting without him? I think Vickers will actually step forth at this moment. Like, she has very little official, she has no official role here at all. But I think it's cool if she says, Oh, I will speak for my husband. Ah. Because you know, that, that is a thing that married people can do. Yeah, that is a thing that married people can do. She's not going to have much to say, but just for the formality, yes. you know, I'm, I'm representing. Yeah. A chair materializes. Uh-huh. And I think then uh, the sheikh will say, where are we? What is, what is the reason that we are having this meeting in this place? Where else would you have this meeting? This is the temple. We are here to discuss the future of this temple. We are in the future of this temple. <laughs> then the sheikh will say, Abbas, we are in the future? He's kind of looking around. One of the scriptures are a bit iffy on this, but we are in one of possible f- futures that we are now also currently shaping us. Incredible. I knew that the knew that the Chakraborty was powerful, but I never have imagined such such majesty. And then he looks at the Begum and says, <laughs> Surely now you must admit that the that the temple must be respected rather than torn down. And you can see that this is just gonna dis- dissolve into bickering if you don't do something about it. And the problem is that like Adil is going to do something about it, so you should do something before he does. Uh, so, uh, have they started bickering already? Like, yeah. I mean, I mean I like, uh, he sniped at her, she's going to tell him something like, uh, oh, what do you know, you old Kaja? Um, this is clearly, like, all new, you know. Um, I just gonna... Please, we may be in the future. I think Abbas says, please, we may be in the future, but this is still a meeting. We will all get our chance to speak. Uh, one at a time. So, all right. Uh, how should this go? Like, okay, because yeah, this is not a normal meeting. Like, you know, I'm not gonna call for people to come out and just uh, I don't know make their opening statements, right? Like, ah. we got we've got to do something more. I guess like uh, like wh- wh- how are we seeing the arcane stuff coming into this? Like, uh, I have a suggestion. Since we're going with this whole tarot mm-hmm. imagery. Like, maybe the first thing everyone can do is, like, everyone can declare an invocation for the temple. Like, instead of an opening statement, they can, you know, suggest, like, a theme. It can be like, ah, yes, bones shall have precedence over this temple. And then that means something. I don't know. Very good. Yeah. Um, I will just uh, remind everyone that the three suits I made up were bones, paper, and... Mirrors. Mirrors. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bones, paper, uh, and mirrors. Yeah, yeah. Bones, paper, and mirrors. But I think it's generally cool if people can like invoke. You know, yeah, absolutely. Generally, instead of going, like, I propose that we should have more stairs. You can be like, I invoke the aspect of ascension. Yes, very good. <laughs> or something like yeah. that. Maybe like what is happening, in fact, is that um, the arcane nature of this place is also influencing the sheikh and the begum and Tarzana, like. In the same way as the god was. So they are all like, the longer they stay here, the more they become kind of acclimatized to uh, how weird this is. Okay, so. Yeah, I think, well, all right, so. No, go on. 
Right. I, what I was gonna say is that one of my what we could one of us would try to do possibly is uh, interfere with well, like Megan Washington trying to speak when like through uh, by tampering with the close people somehow. Ah. Right. <laughs> so, but we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. Okay. Um, okay so I guess um, okay maybe, maybe we can start this off as a regular like uh, like just you know open it like meeting and we call on people to speak and then um, it can get like organically weirder. Yeah. As it goes. So I think the way that yeah, it'll yeah. go is. Um... The Begum kind of knows what she wants, and I think she will call upon she will call upon the aspect of I you know what? I bet in the tarot that we're talking about, there is a face card which is of course uh the eternal snake. And she will just like claim, Oh, I call upon the aspect of change in the eternal snake claim and basically claim that she's doing the god's work uh in whatever she's doing. I think the shake calls upon the the two-faced city, which is Udeput, um, I think, like, normally represented as Udeput in uh, the Uduwashan Tarot, but in this case probably means both the past and the future. Uh, and then Hardil uh, is going to be really cool and say something like, all upon the three of paper, which only, like, real nerds uh, know means something like uh, control over... Um, formal institutions and and methods of order. I think he's just trying to be like, let me get control of everything first, and I can worry about what is actually. So, what do Abbas and Joan call upon? My knowledge of tarot cards is not very strong, so I'm, I'm just making stuff uh, up to be clear. To... Like, you should just okay. make. Like... Okay. I also want to say I think Vickers mm-hmm. should have uh, a feeling here because you are speaking formulas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... Sure. I, I I want I want to suggest a move for Abbas, just because the idea occurred to me. Okay, yeah. I think it would be very, very badass to just say like I speak for myself and play the scholar, which is just a picture of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be very good. <laughs> like I don't know what it means to invoke yourself as a supernatural force, but it feels like something Abbas would do. And also it totally feels like the scholar is a legit card. So also, I do want to point out that we we have just turned this score into Yu-Gi-Oh. We are just playing Yu-Gi-Oh now. But, you know. <laughs> I was thinking Magic the Gathering, actually. <laughs> oh no! So does Abba say that? Uh, why not? Sure. I <laughs> I think when you say it, you lift up this card, and the card is an image of you pointing at the card, which is an image of you pointing at the card. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> Terrible. What? <laughs> That's kind of um it's it's a bus all the way down. <laughs> what about Jun? Your stance. We are already in the future of this temple. And that future therefore will not be determined by any need that others have for it, any plans that others have drawn, we stand here within the plan. The plan is drawn for a temple that will not be led, but lead itself, the city. I invoke, therefore, the aspect of the apogee, 
visible to all and a guide and what she's going to do what i'd like to do actually is is have when she speaks one of two one or two very small down feathers fall from her mouth oh and she invokes not knowingly but it happens anyway uh, her voice of authority to have those who had to have the the basically the others from outside who came in accept as fact the truth that you know there is already a plan and they might not have that much of a chance to draw their own plans upon the temple and that's a, a push action uh, or, a, or a push that you do on action or, so i should probably do an action yeah um that is extremely cool yeah it's it's amazing uh let's say at let's think of this as like a clock right? so let's say it's a six-step clock to gain control of of the meeting and when the clock fills you'll be able to like decide something right and yeah. we will just track how those efforts are going uh by looking at this clock right mm-hmm. so i think that like you're in a pretty controlled position, and I think standard effect is what you'll have before like we look at the push. So if you want to push for effect, that'll become. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you are currently controlled standard. All right. I think what it will be is that I push for an extra die mm-hmm. and make it risky great. Yeah, makes sense. Cool. Uh, what are you rolling? Pushing for. It's a it's a sway action. Okay. Yeah. Risky. Great. Pushing for an extra die. Uh, using voice of authority as a push ability. Mm-hmm. Um, you could push yourself to do one of the following, and one of the options is have your word accepted as fact, if only until they have some time to think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it. Let's see how it goes. Okay. Awesome. I think the words accepted as fact means in this situation that everyone will like accept that the temple is, you know, that we are in the future of the temple and so on. But I mean, like Abbas said, it's just one of many possible futures. We still haven't picked one, but everyone will accept that, like, yes, this is. Convince them that this is where where you are and that, like, this is absolutely like normal. You know, like, obviously, this is where you would be, right? And so all that, like, remains to be discussed is uh you know like how do we get here or like which of these things do we want but like i don't think any of them is now like what the fuck is going on now it's like oh yeah this is very normal this is exactly what we expected right uh and it is three ticks on this i'm just gonna cut away from you for a second because i'm very curious freya as you are moving towards um Stepwell, you and Nabila, I think from inside you, uh, you feel this very strange, very strange pull. And it is not pulling you downwards into the stepwell, it is pulling you upwards. It is like to pick you up and take you towards like where in current Uduasha, like, you know, the massive well of Udu mirror would be. But of course, in this future, that doesn't appear to be the case. When you look up and you see a very, you see a face that seems familiar to you, even though it's actually 
Joan's friend, uh, Bodan. And he's walking on the air and he's like kind of like just waving at you and saying, Come up here. I turn to Nabila and I point at Bodan and I say, You want to go up there? I think we can. I think here we can do anything. And I think Nabila's like, Nabila's like enthusiastic as fuck. So she's like, of course I want to go up there. That's incredible. I think, like, because she's in, like, roofball gear, um, she, in fact, like, makes a motion as if to, like, be like, I'm going to climb something that I can't even see. Right? And Odan is definitely kind of, like, only pointing at you. I don't think he's interested in Nabila. So... I think that it is likely that uh, if you want her to come with you, um, you will have to do something to help her come. Mm-hmm. So Bodan, we have seen Bodan as a ghost in the physical world. Yes. Does Bodan look any different in the, in the ghost field? Yeah, he looks... So in the... Uh, as a ghost, he did become more flesh-like as time went on, um, as he drained that, like, energy but actually now he looks like a regular human being he looks mm-hmm. uh healthy hale you know just like very normal and the only thing weird about I him see. is that he's standing on midair yeah also like if even if he looked ghostly i think one of the things about graham and uduasha is that you don't learn to fear ghosts that's true because they aren't really a part of your life yeah uh okay so Nabila probably would have no idea what she's getting into. Um, and I think Freya is... Yeah, I don't really know what's going on with Freya. Let's see how this is going. I don't know this character well. Uh, but I feel like this is what she'd do. She grabbed Nabila by the hand. Mm-hmm. And... Okay, so Bodan's up in there. Um, I don't have the ability to fly. There is a Mirage ability that would let me fly, but I don't have it. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is... So he's up in the air, um, and he's in somewhere where normally there's architecture in the way, like in the real world, right? Yes. Okay. I'm going to take my ghost key, and I'm going to hold Nabila by the hand, and I'm going to jump up in the air, and I'm going to pass in and out of the ghost field so that my feet uh, touch solid ground, mm-hmm. just enough to lift me on to, up onto the next jump. Excellent. I'm going to pla- I'm going to ghost field platform myself up to Bodan. Great. I mean, this this feels a little bit dishonored, to be honest. Uh, in the second dishonored yeah. game, there is like a, a great level in which you shift back and forth in time so that you can do this kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically that. I feel like this is even though this is an athletic thing, it is largely reliant on my ability to attune. So oh. I'm going to call it. An yeah, atium. absolutely. So I think I also feel that it is desperate as bolts. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, there are so many things you are risking here, including like getting weirdly stuck halfway in the ghost field, you know, horrific damage to Nabila. Maybe everything is fine and then Bodan just like turns out to be something else. You know, there's so much stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think you can do this. So it does seem like standard effect. Yeah, let's do the desperate standard. Cool. Devil's bargain for me? Oh, devil's bargain. I think I want to assist you. And I think that I'm assisting you by making you safer, if that makes sense in this situation. Like, 
I don't think I can help you go places, but I can help protect you from danger, which seems like an assist could reasonably frame here. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so in this whole, like, Vickers has not played any cards because she's not part of this weird game of Yu-Gi-Oh that's going on. But uh, what she will do is, as this conversation is going on, she will lean on the wall of the house and pat it. And, like, she may be a priestess and all, and Abbas and Joan have all of these supernatural abilities, but Vickers is a housewife, and this is her house. <laughs> and so she'll say, like, as, uh, as uh, she sees Freya disappearing, she just, like, leans on the house and says, like, I do suppose they're talking to you, or rather about you. It's a little rude. Oh, would you mind keeping Freya safe, please? Nice. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Excellent. Nice assist. Uh, I'd still ask for that. Yes. Again. So I was in, in the process of thinking something, and then, like, uh, Prince absolutely destroyed me. So uh, give me a second to recenter <laughs> myself. Yeah, I think that maybe we could... Odan was. I want. I want for myself. No, yeah, go on. To do this, I can do this, but the, my ghost key will fall into the real world. Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say something about Odan being someone that you had summoned and you had a relationship with, but this is also great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I think I'll take my own. Uh, like, so I won't lose the ghost key as such. No, but you won't be able to use be... it for the rest of um, Isco. While we're here. Or like while you're yeah, here. While yeah. we're here. Okay. Cool. Let's see how it goes. Five. Oh, good. One. I mean, like, actually, no. You had five dice. So you can reasonably expect a six. But it was only. You had one five, and the other four dice were all fails. They were the one, two, one, one. So that's really quite something. Listen, we have established that Freya is not the best at this whole rolling thing. Oh, no. Mm. No. Yeah, no. Mm. So, I think what happens is that the reason that your ghost key ends up on the other side is that there's a moment where Nabila's not really able to do the thing that you're doing, which is phase in and out of the ghost field, right? So you are mostly helping her just through sheer, like, upper body strength. And there is a point where, while you are trying to help her, you get stuck. And that is because... The thing that you are climbing on back in your present, um, which at this point isn't even in the Sanctum Sanctorum anymore, it's like up a couple of floors, that breaks, that is not there anymore. I think we see you stumble and fall, and Avila is standing on something that she's not too worried about because she's like, ah, everything is fine. This is what happens here. But you know that like, it's very precarious because you've just fallen off it. And you are now stuck, kind of hanging in midair, um, not really sure how you're going to get back up because there is no ledge where there used to be uh, in order to help you get up to Nabila. Okay, so Nabila's fine, but I'm not. Nabila okay. is going to be not, like, momentarily, like, going to be not fine, but she's fine for now. Um, you are absolutely not fine. You are, like, very close to, like, falling several feet and breaking something. Mm -hmm. But this is still a success. Yes. So the uh, success here is that you, you have nearly reached where uh, Bodan is. Nabila definitely doesn't think there's anything wrong. And in fact, Nabila's like now having a conversation or trying to have a conversation with Bodan. Bodan is like um, reaching down to try and help you, but you have to do something to kind of like reach his hand. Like, 
like reach out to you know i i should i should resist this but at the same time i'm really curious to know what would happen if i fell into the fire <laughs> excuse me i beg your pardon uh-huh mm. hmm. so, is this in the same room just for clarification this is like something that the rest of us can see or is this far away oh no i think you can see this because in the ghost field um there is really one large like you're in a huge great hole kind of which where the step well is is open to the sky but where you are is kind of mm-hmm. um you can yeah. see this no problem okay yeah, and then I'm not going to let you fall into the well. Like, I'm sorry, but I won't. So I'm sorry, you can I resist won't let you it destroy I yourself in the name of figuring out what this, uh-huh. like, uh, this yes. game is. Yeah. yeah, but would it destroy me? It's, 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 it compels, it fascinates, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, fine. I mean, I'll protect let's myself. Let's be clear, I we guess. did just find out okay. that apparently people do merge with the god or something. And if anyone was mm-hmm. going to be able to do that, it might be Freya, maybe. So you resist this yourself and don't fall. Yeah, I guess it's prowess. Yeah, it seems like prowess mm-hmm. to me. No, it's a physical thing. Lol. Five stress. Christ. Ouch. Oh, I mean, this is not. Yeah, this character has not had the best oh. luck. Both in and out of character. Yeah, so I guess I like haul myself up on like. What do I hold myself up on? Like, uh, there's nothing here, and I don't have my ghost key anymore. I so, think like... that what you do is you briefly defy the laws of physics. By the time you think to yourself, what am I holding myself up on? Or up on something. But the reason that I think this doesn't fully mitigate the consequence is that both you and Nabila are now through some form of the power of belief and slash or Bodan also helping you in some fashion you are up here but you are in a very precarious position like if you try anything else you are again risking falling because the only reason you haven't fallen is very hard to deny when you are standing on something that you are in fact standing on something well i'm up here i guess uh nabila's up here too is she having a good time uh he's she's having a great time is she worried he is mostly i think like kind of unaware of how precarious the situation is it's the kind of thing where it's like every time she steps you're like wait a second is she gonna fall and luckily she hasn't i think she's she's pointing into the distance um talking to this ghost who is to her just a regular person about roof ball and how amazing it is i don't know if budan's budan's ever um played roof ball but i don't think like he's very interested he wants to talk to you freya mm-hmm. well he can come down here to where i am I think that, like, if you make that clear, I think what Bodan will do is market you and ocean to come down in a way that is literally impossible, which is he's going to climb down a ladder that isn't there. And he will see you and just be like, oh, Highness, I was not expecting to ever see you again. I was afraid the disbelievers caught you oh uh, i'm not i'm not your highness anymore i'm just i'm just freya now i'm just a regular person uh i don't remember your name i'm sorry uh, of course my name is odan uh we were of course you know how we met i was deeply grateful to you i attempted to 
protect the court from the enemies of our god, but I'm afraid that he got the better of me. And I think this is the point that you realize that, like, Odan not seen everyone else because of, like, his position and the fact that, like, the table is kind of covered. He knows there is something going on down there, but he has not spotted Abbas or Joan. He regards... Has Joan spotted him? Great question. I mean, it's a question for Joan. Joan has been occupied so much with the, uh, the, the proceedings of the committee that she probably doesn't notice this happening. Mm-hmm. At least not yet. Mm-hmm. Then I think what Freya is going to do is she's going to say, ah, yes, of course. Uh, it was very good of you, uh, Bodan, to protect me from the interlopers. I, and then, can you keep a secret? And then I kind of like beckon Bodan closer to whisper into his ear. You, anything. Mm-hmm. And then I whisper, they're here. I brought them with me. That's, they have no idea that I'm still, you know, I'm still the queen. Let's go down oh. there and show them what we're really made of, huh? Come with me. Take me down. I think he turns around and looks at Nabila and then back at you and says, what of this one? Is she also one of them? She's, she's with me. She's my new... Marion was a failure. She's my new vizier. Ah, of course, Your Majesty, your wisdom knows no bounds. Um, And I think this is a role, but I think the reason this is a role is not because you can't convince him. It's because Nabila might, like, interrupt what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So you want him to take both of you down, right? Yes, and be be taken by surprise when, I guess, Joan lightning hooks him into oblivion or something. I don't know. Um... Or something. I don't know. You don't have a lightning hook anymore. She doesn't. She gave it away. Mm-hmm. Well, great. This is all going perfectly well, according to plan. Uh, anyway, so long as we end up back where we should have been, we can figure out how to destroy this thing afterwards. Yeah, so I think it is... Uh, I think you're in a pretty controlled position. Uh, I don't know if Nabila can cause... Oh, no, I'll t- I take that back. Uh, I think you're in a risky position because Nabila could fall and hurt herself quite badly. Yeah. I'm going to turn it desperate huh? great. Because for a great effect, I think, would be that Bodan will be totally unprepared for what we do next. Yeah. And I think Desperate makes thematic sense here. Like, we're floating. Oh, like, yeah. This is someone who who isn't even supposed to be here. This isn't a member of the committee. This is someone's innocent yes. daughter. I mean, she, she's technically part of the committee. She, she was there when the committee was formed. But no, you're not wrong. Okay, I'm going to push myself for a dice because I think it makes sense to trauma. Oh, interesting. Uh, is this a sway or a consort? It's a sway. It's, it's deception. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming there's no way someone can help. None of us have noticed this yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just... Okay, let's hope this works. Yes. Oh, it does. Three and a six. It works. The push was very important. Um, I think Bodan uh, looks at Nabila and um, in a moment kind of like changes his demeanor from, oh, I am bored by this person. Why is she talking to me? 
and goes all the way to ah, a trusted friend of my queen um, and says, uh, uh, young miss, hold my hand. And then similarly, like, holds your hand. And actually, like, you know how Mary Poppins, like, jumps from, like, a height and then just opens the umbrella and it's like, oh, no, everything is fine. Right. It's like that. Like, he just floats down with the two. It looks like a diagonal floating motion. In fact, they are on the escalator that exists yes. in the future. Okay. Yes. No? Perfect. Right. Fantastic. That's exactly what it is. Yes. Oh, if only mirrors were here to see the escalator. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys see it? Do you guys see the escalator? I think that anyone who's paying attention can now see it. Mm-hmm. I would have to be paying attention. I want Abbas it's... to see the escalator. I wanted to see it. <laughs> Look at in, fact, in fact, I think I will exploit this moment on Miras's yeah. behalf because I know how much he cares about this escalator. So I will work on this clock <laughs> in this moment. And I, I will just like, eh, there's Miras's invention. Isn't it grand, everyone? Shouldn't we have one of, one of these? Isn't it fantastic? Excellent. And I will, I will sway to gain committee meeting control by demonstrating how excellent Miras's inventions are. It's like the platonic ideal of uh, escalator. Yes. Like Art Deco, it's gleaming, uh-huh. it's gigantic. It's like, you know, Central European subway. It just goes down forever. Yes. What's my position and effect to do a sales pitch? Risky standard. I think the risk is uh-huh. to allow someone else an opening after you say this. But you can have standard effect, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a pretty impressive escalator. Uh, yeah, I will push myself for a dice because Miras really cares about this. And, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone can assist me. I don't think it makes much sense. No one else cares about this stupid escalator I, anyway. I can give you a devil so. bargain. <laughs> How dare you? That better be out of character. Uh-huh, yes. That is out of character. Vickers uh, cares a lot about it. Or rather, she cares because Miraz cares. It's a good, like, it's a good partner. She doesn't actually understand yeah. it. But... Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I, I'll give you a devil's bargain, which is this escalator is so perfect that you know in your heart of hearts Miraz will never be able to make something really that, that is as good as this. No. No. <laughs> I refuse the devil's bargain. No. <laughs> I have full faith in Miraz. I will faith. just push. <laughs> I roll a six. Ah, incredible. <laughs> I mean, uh, I sell this escalator. <laughs> this is. I will flag that, like, it is now half 12, which is, like, top. Um, oh. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, should we should like we end Jones? with this cliffhanger when Bodan yes. just appears yeah. in front of Joan? Uh, I want oh, to add something to uh-huh. the cliffhanger. Where, mm-hmm. as part of tra- so I trauma out, right? So I become unavailable. I think the way I become unavailable is that I vanish. Incredible. And I emerge back in the, and I emerge back in the present. Very good. Yep. Uh-oh. And I think that like what we see is you point at this escalator. Everyone at this table turns around, like, interrupted from, like, whatever, like, squabbling that they were doing. See Odan, Bila, and just for a moment, Freya come down, and then Freya disappears. You can see the shock in Bodan's eyes, because his queen has just, like, vanished into thin air. Yes, I don't think Freya disappears. I think Bodan and uh, this girl get off the escalator, and... <laughs> Freya just continues down it out of sight. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Very good. Yeah. Oh, 
great. <laughs> Rapid. Incredible. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, and I think like that is kind of where own this happen and like it's again like I guess a similar thing to the moment where we saw Joan after Daddy Dunda walked away where it's like I wasn't expecting this at all in a somewhat very different fashion to see this ghost but also much more flesh and blood than you've seen him since he died back in Scotland or like you didn't even he wasn't even there when he died left him and he looks at you and he recognizes you and he lifts a finger and points and says, Traitor! I think that's where we're going to end. I think actually, Joan at the same time stands mm-hmm. up with long, snaky arms and says, Fisherman. And so blows out our brief candle. I named the disciples of the ceaseless temple thus, with both their given names and taken. Saumitri called Tree, Zoheb called Klau, Prince, Emma, and Adyat called Soap. Intro music Jalandahar by Kevin McLeod. Outro music in Kiravani Ragam by Yusri Nivas. Blades in the Dark by John Harper and Evil Hat Productions. Iruvian Playbooks by Johnstone Metzger. Follow us at Desperate Attune on Twitter or email us at desperateattune at gmail.com. Support us at ko-fi.com slash desperateattune. episode of Desperate Tune. This table around which everyone is sitting with their little place names, about committees or whatever, suddenly breaks in half. But not in a, an elegant way, in like one of those anime ways, right? Like where it's like split in in half and the two halves of the table push away and the escalator rises and Freya comes out of it, golden and Maybe looking like she's crowned, you can't tell. I mean, surely that's just an effect of the light. But what isn't an effect of the light is A, Nabila saying, Oh my god, you're back! And jumping at you in, like, you know, uh, joy and relief. And Bodan saying, Her Royal Highness! And, like, standing up and saluting. I return and I hug Nabila and I look at Bodan and I give him a nod. And I turn to the others and, you know, let's manifest this crown. Why not? I have ghost image. Uh-huh. I am now wearing a magnificent crown. And in fact, like, I'm wearing, like, raiments. I'm looking royal. And I turn to the others and I say, Hear me now. The ceaseless temple shall be forever present. And it shall pave the way towards a brighter future for the citizens of the Empire at large. Skovland, Eruvia, Akuros, all shall unite, and the temple shall be at the center of it all. And it shall all be 
as the wise elder says, follow his example, follow the sage, follow the vizier. And I turn to Abbas and I give him a bow. <laughs>